This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diva Lounge. I'm Julie Hostler with Maribel Hernandez. Mm, and our guest today, she started baking at the age of two with an Irish-born mother, pretty strict, Mary Margaret. December of 2015, this is great. She won the Food Network's Holiday Baking Competition and in 2016 was named Irish Woman of the Year by the Irish Congress of San Diego. Wow. Her name is Maeve Rutford. Rutford, yep. Rutford. Yep. She's the owner and the chef baker at Sugar Inscribe in La Jolla, California. Hi, Maeve. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I wish I could, you know, say my name like brave or, you know, (laughs) literally you could have had any name and that would have sounded like super sexy. I feel like I got to step it up here. We do love that name. (laughs) It's that Spanish. Yeah, it is that Spanish. (laughs) I have a girl, Daniela, that works for us. And honestly, I don't know sometimes if she's like yelling at somebody or she's like saying good things, but it just sounds delightful. Oh, Uh, thank you. Do you yell at anybody, Maeve? Yes, I do. For sure. Oh, don't yell but at me. I, I'm, I'm one of those people. Sense. I'm one of those people. I'll come in the kitchen and I'll be like, I don't understand how complicated it is. And I just, just and I'm like, but I mean, I still love you, right? And you're appreciated. Love, appreciated. But what the actual fuck? Can we please get it out now, now? <laughs> still love, still love. And then like, so I'm kind of like, you know, I'm very Navy SEAL meets Mary Poppins. You yeah, know? Well, love it. We have it. I'm we both. have a I'm both. diva yeah, in sure. the I'm studio both. today, very, for I'm sure. Both, yeah. Well, it diva. started early. She's been baking since, too. So yeah. just tell us, your mom was waking you up to bake cakes, or what happened? Well, uh, my mother herself is an amazing chef. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's baking or other cuisines. I mean, she's really, really well-educated. Um, and I wouldn't say that my mother was really into like playing with dolls and Lincoln logs. That wasn't really my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she decided early on that she wanted to spend her time with me in the kitchen. So, you know, I would be with my babysitters and we would play with dolls and watch stupid TV shows. But when Mm -hmm. I was with my mother, we always seemed to either be in the kitchen Mm -hmm. or we traveled constantly together. I mean, ever since I was two, I've been traveling to Europe, around Europe. Um, my mother's taking me to China, to Australia, to everywhere in the world you can possibly think of. And so our lives together were always really in food and in travel. And my mother was a fashion director for Saks Fifth Avenue. Wow. So she had this whole other fashion life. And, you know, my mother was a woman with a desk that was covered in like 8,000 magazines. And she's always ripping things out and folding things. And so I think I was just constantly filled with like creative thoughts on everything. But uh, my mother used to joke all the time that, like, my parents would have gotten a divorce if it mm-hmm. wasn't for dinner because it was, like, you just, like, cats fighting. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it'd be like, okay, but we're really hungry. So we're going to get back to this. And then after people ate, they'd forget what they were arguing about. So, I mean, my parents are still going strong. I feel like they've been married for, like, 100 years. Oh, really? Yeah. They are gutting it out. God and bless I, them. I see your mom at Sugar and Scribe. Yeah, she's always there. She's, you know, um, both helping and judging. Helping and judging, good stuff. Ordering the board. people around, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes, yeah. Um, I'd say that she's a very typical Irish mother. She, when it comes to me, she's a pit bull. If she thinks that you're gonna hurt me or you're not doing what ah, I want, protective. she's super protective. Um, but she also ran many successful businesses herself, so she's also just trying to look out yeah. for the business itself. Yeah, hmm. she knows. Maybe she handles complicated customers or no 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 No? we leave those to me because i have this like really charming authoritative (laughs) charming uh kind of like oh i'm totally listening and here's the deal if you're straight red pants crazy i'm gonna nod i'm gonna agree i'm gonna listen but we're just not we're not dealing with that like that's (laughs) just not gonna go there diva um but if you have a valid right uh adult rational issue I am one of those people, like, not only will I go over the top, give you something for free, try to redo something, you know, do a pirouette on your table, you know, make a server grovel in apologies for not hitting the word fire or something like that, for sure. But if you're a loony, Tony, right, you need to own up to that and say, (laughs) 
perhaps perhaps the, the craziness lies within. Right. And that's okay. I've gone to places and been like, ooh, right? Yeah. Having one of those moments, step away. And mm. and you've taken so all of these all these things is you've taken from your childhood. You oh. used to see your mom. And, oh yeah, and all because that. I mean I literally grew up on the floor of Saks Fifth Avenue, like uh-huh. running around, hiding under dresses. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in like Diane Van Furstenberg and YSL and Chanel and you know, the standards of Saks Fifth wow. Avenue and the stores when I grew up, I'm almost 40 now, mm-hmm. um, were very different than the stores today. You know, most of the stores I feel now is like all online. Whereas like when I grew up in the stores, there was tea rooms, you know, in the actual, and I mean, these were fancy tea rooms. In this, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. I, even in Ohio, you know, where we had Lazarus and Federated department stores. I mean, department stores were like, you dressed up. It was an outing. And it was even fancier in my mother's age. And mm-hmm. so, and I grew up going to Harrods in London and wow. people were just fantastically Decked dressed down, yeah. and the food wasn't, you know, some schleppy burger. I mean, it was like filet in one section, charcuterie boards in another, you know, a patisserie counter that would rival anything. Um, and somewhere along the way, we've just kind of cheapened the store experience. But when I grew up, when I saw this, I was just like blown away and you I, were always exposed i was just constantly being exposed to all foods all everything but the execution was always you just keep shooting higher and higher and higher and so i didn't ever grow up with either not being next to a bunch of alphas mm-hmm. or not being with people that this was great but how do we do better, better. and wow. never looking at something and saying it was perfect, always acknowledging there is something that probably could have been added or warped or changed or better. something to make it better or better in a different route. Maybe there isn't a perfection, but we can keep switching it and seeing what works for that moment. That's great. That's but great. What works right now for your sugar and scribe? You do Irish. Yeah. I, well, I'd say that my vision of my restaurant has really like adapted and changed for personal reasons and for business reasons. You know, the very first day that we opened, my menu was very heavy Irish, Scottish, English cuisine. And when was this, May? That was in 2015 in La Jolla. Okay. Now, the bakery has existed since 2010. Okay. And that's pretty stayed consistent that it's a uh, Irish-European uh, fusion blend. Mm-hmm. So that, that that never changed. But my restaurant and my menu has changed a hundred yeah, times. Dramatically. You know, who's in La Jolla? Um, at the end of the day, any chef, any chef owner has to look at the following. You can come up with the most fabulous thing on earth, but if they're not buying it, you're going to go out of business. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the reality of it. So it doesn't matter how fabulous I might think something is. If it's not moving and grooving, it's got to go. Yeah. And so I thought certain things that I developed was just, oh. Like, pat on my back, gold star to me. You know, <laughs> suck it to the rest of the people out there. Mm-hmm. And in reality, they weren't that popular ideas. So we kept the, what was popular, and we keep rotating and rotating, and we see, like, people want this, people want this, because, honestly, you have to be driven by your customers, right. not just your own vision. So what I try to do now is I try to see what the customers want, what the customers are happy with, what the customers are craving, and then how do I take that and as a team, how do we find out what to make for them? How do we find out how to stay true to ourselves and fill their desires? Because that that's the balance for me. Right. So oh, wow. now we're, we're really more of like a, a broad restaurant. We have your very traditional. You want bacon, eggs, potatoes, and toast. And shepherd's pie. Done. But you want shepherd's pie. You want Guinness pie baked with a puff pastry crust on it. You want... Um, an unusual scramble made with goat cheese and imported uh, pork cheddar from Ireland. We have that. Mm. We have seasonal tartines with it's uh, very Mexican themed right now. It says corn, a lote situation mm-hmm. with avocado and radishes, yeah. you know, um, and Jocelyn made up that. And so I have that. We, that. we constantly now try and adapt and change and see what works at that moment. And you can have things that are like flying up the shelves ordering 10 times a day and the next day it's just gone and so thankfully though our team is really strong and so we adapt quickly you know because we're not some big corporate thing that has to go through 10 different channels like 
literally the team can get together and we'll have meetings. We'll be like, no, it just has to go. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you're able to now bring in not just your culture, which is Irish, yeah. but you're able now to incorporate some of your, you know, your yeah. team. I love it. You know, just, Jose, right, yeah. I swear to God, he should have been on Seinfeld as that soup guy. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what happened, but something happened and we just need a soup. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. Somebody just make a soup. Like we're <laughs> frantic. I was like, heads being cut off. And he made a bandagas. Oh. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll try it. And I tried it and I was like. Oh my God. Yeah. What is this little <laughs> magic balls of goodness? And I was like, who puts rice in a meatball? Yeah. And then I, I was like, put it together. Yeah, yeah, I was so it. confused. And I was like, how did it even cook? Like the whole thing was like a miracle to me. You know, I was That's like great. learning physics or something. And I, we put it out there and it's literally like crack soup. Like people will order in vats. You know, it's so good. And it's addictive. Yeah. Then he made a carrot soup one time and I was like, carrot soup. Normally, I'm not really into those, like, uh-huh. oh, I made, you know, bisque of carrots, and, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever, buddy. Um, I'm more of, like, a straightforward type chef, but I was like, carrot, okay, we'll give it a shot. And I was like, wow, okay, so soup is for sure Jose's calling. Like, literally, he's like, soup I put everything. Oh, give it to Jose. Yeah, I'm, I think you give Jose, like, a bowl of stuff that does not go together. He puts it in a soup, and you're like, so the the actual culinary laws say that this should not work. And yet you've made it work. Soup is his thing. So like... Now, would you say that you follow, like you say, the culinary laws because of baking? As we know, baking is very... Well, I have to switch back and forth. Okay. So I can go in a single day from decorating wedding cake, discussing perhaps a new tart or croissant or chrome muffin or brownie idea to being on the line and... Those are three different people. Mm-hmm. And then to add it off sometimes, um, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a red hot mess. Maybe that's the real <laughs> answer. Um, is that I have to go out front and then you have to be a different person. So how you speak to the front of house staff is definitely not how you can speak to the back of house. They're just two different breeds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need all of them to be successful. Yeah. And you need all of them kind of equally. So it's this very like interesting concept um, that you're constantly bouncing between different personalities and when i'm decorating i only see the aesthetic of it and the art of it and painting and sculpting and then when i'm thinking of pastries i think of my childhood it's probably the most personal to me because i i am an emotional eater but i think of emotionally eating in a healthy way you know i feel like a lot of times people say like emotionally eating and then they pound it into you it's bad why is that bad mm-hmm. no it's not bad. You should eat what fills the soul, absolutely. But maybe we're not filling the soul 24 hours a day, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we fill the soul like an hour out of the day. <laughs> um, and so, like, when I'm on pastry, I'm thinking of what were the flavors I grew up with? Mm. What would be an interesting combination that, like, when someone else bit into it, they'd immediately think, God, damn, it's just like my grandmother used to make. Aww. And feel her again. Like, she was right there. Um, but then when I'm on the line or I'm thinking about changing something on the menu – I'm trying to think of like, I'm not into gastronomy and I'm not really into um, creating something that hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. but I am into flavors. So maybe you never thought of putting this together and this together, but they're both very familiar and they're both, you love both. I've just found a way to make them a family. Mm-hmm. Um, or I try to think of like, what is something where we don't have 35 ingredients on one plate? Can we have five and it can be amazing? Can you have four and it be amazing? Like what's what's the marker of amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like our most popular egg dish by far is the Sligo scramble. Mm, I've had that. It's delicious. It's it's nothing shocking. It's nothing like, you know, I mean, Thomas Keller, you know, would be like, is that all? And I'd be like, <laughs> yes, Thomas, it is. Thanks for asking. I bet you would dig it. Um, it's. Eggs from Buckman Eggs. So we start with great eggs. Then we have goat cheese, good goat cheese, fresh chives, and a port cheddar that we bring in from Ireland from Cahill Farms. That's it. And we scramble it slowly so we're not doing it on like super high heat. And scramble slowly and it's put on a plate with a beautiful spring salad. Right? Nothing that you would think like most people couldn't do. But it's the flavors. It's the care and how the eggs are It's the ingredients. It's the ingredients that 
made it, you know? And the other thing is that we are truly like a team. So we talk together. What are we going to do together? How do we think this will work together? Because because of my background as an athlete, yeah, my talk life to, talk to is us a little a bit team. Of, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, when you were rolling. Yeah, so, I mean, I started in grade school as a coxswain. I'm five feet nothing, um, <laughs> although most of my weight's in my bra. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm really – I am a small person. Yeah. And so I just have a really big mouth. I have a loud voice naturally, and so that helped in that sport. And then being really directive, precise, exacting, saying little and getting a lot across. These are all things that are important to being a coxswain. And so I went to Boston University on an athletic scholarship and a coxswain and an executive chef to some degree are mere images. Wow. It's understanding how to take the team and lift them up when they need to be lifted up, how to call them out when you're not getting it done, you're not getting it done. And you need to own that and fix it and fix it. Now, when you're in the middle of a race, and you're in the weeds, it's the same as when 8,000 tickets come in because nobody stopped to think how maybe we should get their drinks first, maybe we should chat them up first, and you have like 4,000 tickets coming in for brunch. Well, they're in. You can't change it. You can't go out to a table yeah. and say, hey, you yeah. know what? We're, <sighs> there's only six burners back there, so <laughs> we're going to get to you when we can. You have to you somehow have to make it, make it work. Mm-hmm. And so it's that ability to never get overwhelmed the ability to calm the team, instinctively put out, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Focus tasks and move forward. And that's how you make sure that you don't end up having like 50-minute tickets at brunch. Um, was it an all-female team? Yes. So okay. I was on a – most collegiate yeah, crew, crew yeah. is going to be either all-female or all-male. Okay. Um, and just by strange nature – I all of the leads in my entire restaurant yeah. are all all females. And, the, and that's yeah. Yeah. So what um, so we're very what, alpha driven yeah. and we are all alphas and I'm sure that sometimes the other alphas disagree with me. Hmm. Um I say for the most part they don't say it to my face. They don't? Uh every now and then Daniela, you know, will maybe say like mm. <laughs> and she she just mm, she doesn't say, say anything. She's just thinking about it like maybe I don't <laughs> um, and then that makes me go, hmm, why is she doing that face? <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, maybe I should review my thought process. <laughs> um, and then other times it's just like my way highway. And I'm like, okay, we're going to say something like there's no discussion. Like it just is what it is. And then there's other times where I'm like, we tried these three things. I don't feel that any of them worked out well. Let's give shout outs. Who thinks that they have a better idea? Who thinks that? They have something that's going to just rock it, you know, or why did this flavor, why is it not selling like apple pie? Like it should sell. Like, why isn't it selling? Is it the way it's packaged, the way it's looked? Are we missing on the spices? You know, like Mm -hmm. where are we going wrong? And then that's a very like open discussion and people all say their things. But we are very like, Hmm. I don't mind working with alphas at all. Because you like putting teams together. Yeah, because like when I was on the junior Olympic team, I mean, you're not talking about like. People who are, like, friendly. I mean, we were nine girls, eight rowers, one coxswain. All we cared about was winning. Mm. And, like, we were truly the group of, like, oh, you came in second? That's cute. <laughs> and, you know, we were – you're, you're, you're like a thoroughbred. There is no second. You're yeah. just bred by these coaches. You will win. You will focus. You will train. There is nothing besides that goal line. It is 2,000 meters of all go, all intense, you know, but you – you can't win in rowing if all nine girls don't have the exact same heartbeat. And I think the reason why we would do really well as a restaurant is we do have the same heartbeat. We might disagree, and we are definitely all a bunch of alphas, and we come from very different backgrounds culinarily, like where we are in the where, U.S., yeah. Yeah. Where, where we are not in the U.S., like everybody. We're all from all different places, but we have the same heartbeat. Like we all want to win, and so I think that really helps drive the success of the business is having just a bunch of people that like want to win. So your so your role is is now as as a coach, would you say? Yeah, I would say at the current moment yeah. I'm definitely more the coach. I'm not on the line as much. I'm not decorating as yeah. many cakes 
And so, but then you have that weird ego issue. And I don't know, maybe it's female. Maybe there's a bunch of males out there and they don't care at all. They just walk around feeling <laughs> awesome. But I definitely have ego moments okay. where it's like, wow, I've literally just spent the last two weeks paying taxes, doing payroll, ordering from Paper Mart, uh, deciding on what new paper the menu should be. Are we going to do sleeves or should we laminate? And then front of house, like, I think like front of house, they just, you guys really love asking for days off. <laughs> so shout out to all the front of house yeah, people there. The if house. you could just <laughs> honestly <laughs> just not ask for a day off for just, can we have like a month out of every year where like nobody has a request? <laughs> That would be so. That would be Christmas for me. Right. Just one month in front of house had no requests. That would be awesome. I don't know how you guys have so much money. You guys go on more stuff than I go on, and I work literally five times as many hours as you do. So it's it's very confusing to me. Um, and then you think, wow, I have this title, right, executive chef, mm-hmm. and I literally have not scrambled an egg, baked a cake, mm. and there are times when there's so much moving that you're like, I, how many. How many things do we even put out? Like, how many servings do we set? You know, how many muffins have we sold? Because you're so busy making sure that the business stays it's in business. Running. So then you feel like kind of a fraud. You know, so you go out to a table and like, oh, I love your restaurant. It's so fabulous. It's a great brunch. Thanks for having us. You know, blah, blah. And you're thinking like, I didn't actually make a single thing you ate. And oh. so maybe, you know, they're predominantly my recipes, but. That's still, as a female, maybe it's our own insecurity. Like, I still think, I'm like, wow, I wonder, maybe I should just get, like, Jocelyn and, you know, or when someone says, like, you did our yeah. wedding cake. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God, I love it. You know, sometimes it's just very overwhelming because I want to be, like, I didn't I didn't do it right, did it? I had nothing to do with your cake. In fact, I didn't even know we did your wedding because I did, I did payroll yesterday. Mm. Um, and that took eight hours because 15 people forgot to clock in and out. And then I had to go back and change those times. Right. Um, mm. So it's, you have this really like emotional moment where like sometimes like I just want to like have a full on mental breakdown and yeah. just start screaming. Um, do you? Uh, I do some things in my car. Like I'll just uh. like have a complete freak out and I'll be like, God damn it, mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, can I, I just bake a cake? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not just a payroll person, <laughs> you know. And then, like, you have that moment. But then again, like, I love seeing when Ray does a cake, and I know he's really proud of it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I did that. Like, I got that order, and Ray has 40 hours a week that he can bank on that he's able to find his groove. So sometimes I find myself in like. Okay, so maybe I'm not doing exactly what I had envisioned being a restaurant or doing, Mm -hmm. but I am providing a place where people can find their own way, find what they're good at, learn some new skills, and so let their happiness be my happiness. And I don't know, you know, maybe the road will sweep around and I'll stop doing the paperwork and stop looking at percentages and I'll get back to being the food. Or maybe it'll be a different path. Again, you know, I, I think that, like, it's good to have, like, a vision and a dream and an end goal. But just like in rowing, like, sometimes you have to adapt the game plan. Right. So I definitely thought of, like, those ridiculous, like, Hollywood movies where, like, chefs are just in the kitchen and you're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you're stressed out and you're hot and you're sweaty. But, like, they always seem to, like, be in the kitchen and they're always creating. I don't think that's actually a very realistic yeah. view of what a restaurant owning chef is like, yeah, you know? And so you, I think for restaurant owning chefs like mm-hmm. myself, I depend more on my team yeah. than a corporate owned place who has different, different compartments. And so they just hire heads of compartments. Yeah. So they, I don't really have a lot of friends. So my employees are my friends. It's I, your family. I only have them and I'm with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of chemistry in that kitchen. I've been in there. Everybody yeah. I mean, knows. I will say this. If if anyone in San Diego wants to throw down against my kitchen, I'd, I'd really consider thinking about that one because we're a small staff and we're a bunch of vipers. Like, we may not be the biggest kids on campus, but our bite's going to hurt a lot. I love it. Love it. That's great. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think also I just have to throw this out there. 
Um, breakfast rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, you know, the glory goes to dinner, but come on. <laughs> if you're listening to this, there's no way you're not saying, oh, I really like breakfast the best. Like, everybody likes breakfast. Yeah, it's busy over there Who doesn't there like breakfast? breakfast? Yeah, I mean, breakfast is the best. So, um, mm. you know, when we won Best New Restaurant, I really felt like that was a moment. For 2015, not only, right? Yeah, not only for, like, female chefs, like, put that aside, but, like, for the art of breakfast. I was yeah. like, yes, like, we're getting places. I felt so triumphant. What are what are your biggest challenges in trying to, you know, run, like, a breakfast yeah. restaurant? Um, I, I would say that there's two parts. One is actual image. So if we were in Europe and I wrote bakery fine food, you would assume that we had a menu and we had sit-down service. That is not true in California, at least. So we have a real issue in that people think like we're just in there making cupcakes and muffins and maybe you could get like an egg sandwich or something. But we have a full-blown sit-down to die for, I will fill your soul menu that changes seasonally, that offers new and interesting ideas, that offers oldie but goodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's that image problem. In that, like, yes, come have a flights of mimosa, toast it up with your girlfriends, laugh it up with your guys, yeah. do your, you know, bridal brunches because we have everything. Like, we make our own bread, we make our own English. You're muffins. making we everything make our from syrup. Scratch, we make right? our jam. I mean, come on, who makes their syrup? Honestly, <laughs> someone right in there. No one else makes their syrup besides <laughs> us because it's totally insane. Um, so, and then the second part yeah. is that I think that. Um, when people think breakfast, they just don't give it more than what it is, right? Eggs and bacon. That's not necessarily true. Like, where are your eggs from? What temperature did they scramble them at? What temperature did they fry them at? Does the person making your eggs care about how they're put on the plate? Because my chefs do. Yeah. My line does. Jocelyn is, takes like 8 billion pictures of how something's going to be plated before she finds the one that she does like for her seasonal yeah. tartine. Um, we come down to you guys. I mean, you're awesome. I love you. Thank but you. if you didn't have the goods, yeah. Yeah. I'm not that type of a person. Like, I am not like a, oh, I really like them, so we'll be in business yeah. with them type of a gal. I'm like, a, ooh, love you. Totally not going to happen if you're not delivering. But you guys deliver the actual goods. You guys, I think, sometimes push us. Like, to do something different. Because I'll see a post and I'm like, oh, my God, dragon fruit. Okay. Uh, They're really excited about dragon fruit. I want to be excited, too. What should we do? You know, and then Daniela did this thing um, with dragon fruit a while ago. It was like a cheesecake situation. And it was, like, vegan. And by all accounts, for how many times we could ask for vegan stuff, that should have sold like wildfire. It was gorgeous. But it didn't sell. I would not have known it was vegan if she hadn't told me. It was stunning. It was beautiful. It was this raw fig bar dragon fruit thingy. And it was fabulous. It didn't sell. She comes up with unicorn clusters. And I was like, okay, break this down for me. What is a unicorn cluster? And I was like, I'm sorry. I just, in all my years of world traveling, this is a new one for me. And she takes these like eight different types of cereal, homemade marshmallow. We're big on marshmallows. So she takes her homemade marshmallow, uh, like white chocolate, like Oreos and pretzels and spices and glitters. I don't know what's in this. Okay. It's literally like a show of shows. And then she puts this in this delicious black bag. I took a bite. I am not actually a sweet person. Yes, I own a bakery. Yes, I love decorating cakes. Not a dessert person actually at all. And oh that's my. true, which makes it really weird. And I like I really do loathe chocolate. Chocolate peppermint. They both could like fall off the face of the earth. And I honestly would not be the slightest bit upset. They'd like, be like, oh, mm-hmm. moving okay. on. Awesome. Right. <laughs> especially, especially mint. All mint. Spearmint, peppermint, wintergreen. Any mint. There's no mint that I'm ever okay with. Um, and it's, it's, it's honestly, it's a bag of magic. It's like little elves getting in your mouth and just having a party. I was like, this should not be good. This should be like something gone wrong. Unicorn. And it's so amazing. Cells. Like, they can barely keep up with the production oh of the unicorn. And that's just for children. I've seen grown male adults, like, try to, like, come up to the and like, I'll have a quad 
espresso. And then they're like pushing the bag of clusters across the table. I'm like, yeah, I see that, buddy. I see that. No, try to fake it. You like the unicorn clusters. Your wives are going to think you're at a strip club with all the glitter all over your face. But yeah. So I think um, the the fun thing is that you you keep adapting, right? You keep changing, you keep, keep changing. doing different things. You're inspired by those around you. And we definitely look at other places and we look at other places from around the world and we're inspired what they do. And hopefully we're inspiring yeah. other people as well to try new things. And speaking about inspiring, let's talk about the championship at on the, the Food Network, yeah. the holiday baking. Oh, I love that. How what talk to us about that experience. What what did that do for you? Uh so when they asked me and I was like, wow, this will be really fun. We had just kind of opened in La Jolla. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is this is going to be a thing. Because in, in athletics, they tell you, in order to be a winner, you are solely focused on that one goal line. You see nothing else. You eat nothing else. You breathe nothing else. So, like, I've definitely been trained that, like, you put your head down and, like, you get that tunnel vision that, you know, Jesus himself with a piece of pie isn't going to distract you, yeah. you know? And so I was like, I'm going to go. My, my prayer to you all is for the next four weeks, do not burn down the restaurant. <laughs> like I can recover from everything. Just don't burn it down. I'm not sure if the insurance has gone through yet. So other than that, we're good. And when I left, yeah. I left and I just was like, so determined. And I thought that I, I wasn't certain about, my culinary skills. I wasn't certain about my TV skills, Mm -hmm. but I knew one thing. There's no way there's going to be another person in that competition that had been in more competitions than I have. So the ability to handle and adapt in pressure, I was like, I've got that. So I didn't know who else would be there. And there were two other chefs specifically that were there that are I don't know. Like that could have gone either way. Cause I think on certain things, they're just, they're better chefs than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on other things, I think I would have gotten them. So, but when you know that someone's either like better than you on some points or certainly equal, that adds a different level. But I knew like pressure wise, I had just, skills. I was going to hold my shit together. Yeah. You yeah. know, like my, you know, table could erupt and I was going to be like smooth sailing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was, you were gone for a month. You're, you can't leave. You're in a hotel, and then you go from the hotel to the studio, and studio to hotel. Uh, they don't want you on Facebook. They don't want you tweeting because you could accidentally let something slip, or you know, people are out there looking to like figure out who's in the show before they announce the shows. And so, I mean, they're pretty strict on those. So points. no contact. No contact. Yeah. So you're just kind of you're in the zone out with there. your mom. Not even no, like- I mean, you're just you're really you're, you're in the locked zone. Down. Yeah, yeah, and um. Did you know you were going to win? Did you ever say, ah, you know, I got this? Uh, so when we did the very first filming the first day, I was like, huh? I almost feel sorry for the other people. <laughs> and then the second episode, I was like, holy shit, I've got to step it up. Like, you know, so it was kind of like the first one was all in my wheelhouse. And I was like, this is not difficult. Like, you just gave us three hours to make three dozen cookies. Hmm. I don't know what to do with myself for a whole entire hour and a half because mm-hmm. I'm already done. Then the second day, what happened was they, they did something that wasn't in my wheelhouse and isn't how I generally think. And so it was like, even though I didn't feel the pressure, when you're taking time to try to figure out what you're going to do, man, that clock ticks by really fast and you still have to be funny and intriguing and interesting because you're on tv you know song and dance jazz hands and so that was very challenging and when i almost got my butt handed to me on the second episode it was just an utter disaster like in all ways like it was a disaster i really thought to myself two things one no matter what they say i will stay focused on what's true to me i'm not going to try to be something that i'm not i'm not going to do um, like French pastries, not my deal. Yeah, Love them. Cute. Way to go. Not my thing. I'm only going to do what I do. I'm just going to do it really, really well. Oh and the second thing was that I would think of each moment as its own race. I couldn't think about week 10 
because I won't be in week 10 if I'm not winning two, three, four. So I just yeah. really stay focused on whatever that day was, thinking it like, this is my finale right yeah. here. So I just got to deliver wow. on this day. And I think that that, that really helped me. Uh-huh. And I have no problem being totally honest with people. The last, like the very last challenge had every single thing that was completely in my wheelhouse. So like at the very last episode be make a tree out of macaroons on top of patafouille that, you know, (laughs) has monkeys that fly around. I would be able to do the monkeys that fly around, but Adalberto would have crushed me in macaroons. Like he just would have disintegrated. There would have been no purpose in me even trying Mm -hmm. because his life is macaroons. Like all the guy does is macaroons. He lives and breathes them and he cranks down 8,000 different colors. And, you know, he's just, you know, a maniac. But the last challenge was decorating a very large cake. It was kind of like, sorry, boys, kiss, kiss, hug, hug. I got, I got this. this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So it was really funny because um, afterwards, Steve, who's like my second husband, um, Steve was like, so tiered cake design. Gee, I wonder. And I was like, yeah, sorry about that one, buddy. I was like, I didn't pick it. Let's just keep that in mind. I was like, you know. I wasn't a favorite. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was nice, like, some parts uh, when you get, like, complimented by one of the, the panel. Um, so, like, when Duff was like, how did you make a sled out of sugar? Like, you piped it, like, 260 degrees, and it was called, I, I sucked it up. I mean, it freaking hurt. Like, yeah. that's what it did. Um, my hand was, like, on fire. But then in the back of my head, I was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And so, like, that was distracting me from, you know, the third-degree burns. Um, so now you win. And how has your life changed since then? Well, actually, it didn't change, like, when I thought it would change. Oh, okay. So I thought, hell yes, I won. This is awesome. And I was, like, ready for in December. I was like, we just we got to make, like, ten times more than we're used to because I'm going to be on food now. We're going to be awesome. No, just a normal December. Not that many extra people coming in. Just, you know, mm-hmm. here and there, like, oh, you know, we live in the Hawaii and we saw you, you know. Okay. <laughs> huh. It's odd. Um, and then I won. And we had a huge party at Sugar and Scribe. A lot of people came. Really awesome community support. Um, next day, kind of like, you know. Back to business. Back to business. Same old, same old. And then, like, huh. fast forward, like, three months later. It's the reruns that people really watch. It's the recordings that people really watch. Because I kind of was like, well, that flame was a little bit of a letdown. I was like, You're like, wow. I thought everybody yeah. knew who I was. I, as I'm like scrubbing a toilet, I'm like, I've got 20,000 fans. You know, like <laughs> really thought more of them would be here. Um, so, yeah, it was really interesting because it happened later. And now like I have people coming in like, Oh, I saw you on this show. Or I went back and I did another show called adult versus kids. And, um, so I had people come in from that and it's like a delayed response. Um, and so I think it's actually benefited us because it gave us time to get better, really settle in, get our game plan on. And as more and more people have come in from it, now we're, we're ready. And You're we can, ready. We so it. people do recognize you and now every now oh, in the street. Absolutely. And I mean, say, oh, I'm kind of, yeah, because I kind of look a little bit like Elsa. I get a lot because I have really long <laughs> silver hair. Um, so I get that. Or uh, I just, I wear braids a lot. So I think like, I have a very like recognizable look. Right. And um, I've got no shame. I mean, I'm still working seven days a week. So, I mean, with all my fans, there's there's still a level of, like, reality, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think about a celebrity chef? Would you say you're a celebrity chef? I would say that there is a person out there called Chef Maeve, and she is a celebrity. You know, she's got over 30,000 followers. Uh, she's a product line coming out in 45 days of mm-hmm. bakeware and platters and plates and cake stands and cookie molds. Um, I think that, you know, that chef Maeve is really fabulous. And like, I kind of want her life because it's, you know, smoke and mirrors to some degree. Like she's really awesome. And look at all this cool stuff she's doing. And um, she works with Finlandia and she gets to make amazing things with great butter. And it's fabulous. Um, Maeve, uh, legal name Maeve Schultz. Uh, you know, she's reality. I have to make payroll. I have an investor that I have to pay back. I have to make sure that like, for example, my strongest dishwasher called out for the whole week. 
emergency. Someone has yeah. to do the dishes, you know, like, so yeah. it doesn't matter how many followers I have, you right. know, it has to get done. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I mean, I can call in temps and things like that, but like not, you can't always get a fix. I mean, sometimes I am the one doing the dishes. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a real reality sometimes, but, um, I don't think this, I could have a million followers and there's just something about being in the trenches that I just generally like. Yeah. I like it. You like the action. I do. I like it. I like being hot on the line. I like complaining with the other people. Like, oh my yeah. God, who orders eggs like this? Like medium poach. You medium poach yourself. You know, <laughs> like there is no medium poach I, while we're on the subject. What people been, stop yeah, ordering what, that. What are some of the weirdest? Julie had this question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God, I'm ready. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you all the dirt. I'll be shameless. I'm well, ready. Okay, what's your biggest challenge with the complicated order? Or I want to say complicated customer. But yeah, so, okay. There is no complicated order because my chefs are super amazing. They're well-trained. They're awesome. There is the WTF order where we're just like, seriously... So this is the one. This is the one. And I hope that the people out there that orders, you know I love you because I need you to stay in business. But here's the thing. Four egg whites scrambled with smoked salmon, grilled asparagus. I want the roasted tomatoes on the side. So they're literally doing like a -a (laughs) Build-A-Bear. And you can look on the entire menu and you think to yourself, did we put like make it your way? Like have we somehow misled people into thinking I'm like the Burger King of breakfast right? <laughs> or like you think to yourself, like they're not in the kitchen. So I think to them, they think like, this is a no brainer, but if you're programmed to do something repetitively, right? So they're only reading fractions of words. Yeah, They'll just see Sligo and they know how to make it. Three eggs, goat cheese. Mm-hmm. Chives, scramble, 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 take off heat, scramble, 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 back on heat, scramble, 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 put on plate, pour cheddar on top, out. So you get this like timing, you're cranking, you're moving it. Every single time you get one of those Build-A-Bears coming in, <laughs> you stop the line. Now we all have to step and read. What does this person want? And then sometimes you have the, it's not complicated, but it's, what are you talking about? So we had the over easy hard there's no, there is no over easy hard at all. Like that does not exist anywhere. Like, you know, come on. Like seriously, oh James my. Beard himself could not give you an over easy hard. <laughs> or, um, the, or we get people who Sunday brunch, we have 109 seats. That's a fairly big brunch restaurant. Okay. Mm. And we got all these moving parts and I'm not even making this up. So I've, I've now gotten all the service to know that like, I will, I will kill you. Like, and I'll plead insanity. And there's a lot of video that will actually work in my favor that I am straight nuts. The people who see, for example, traditional breakfast, it comes with two eggs and we do allow you to choose your way. Do not order. I would like one poached and one scrambled. Get out of town with that. Can you imagine if 109 people all ordered two eggs different ways? Like, do you think that there's 50 of us back there? Because the busiest day of the week. Sunday. Sunday. Guess how many people make every single plate that goes out of my entire restaurant? Four. Five. 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 Five people for the entire service. There's five of them. And thank you, California state law. They have to have a 30 minute break. So at times there's only four Four. of them. (laughs) Okay. And if they need a 10, which is also granted by California state labor law, uh, then there might be less. So you never know. It's a constant surprise. Um, but it's so like, it's so insane to me. So yeah, I've gotten the two eggs. We've gotten that down. Like no server will take that order now, but during the week, honestly, like, I don't care. Do your scrambles, do your build a bears. Like I got this, but please have some compassion for us (laughs) on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm not even saying the whole day. Just compassion between yeah, ten and one. Just for brunch. Just in that strong yeah. brunch period, if you could just come in and say, Maybe I'll try it your way. <laughs> That's, Have it made way. Yeah, just just come on. Have just it trust me. Way. I I want you to like it. So like or if you're really questioning something, do this on the side. Like if you're really like, I really want the pancakes. Like most of our stuff we do like in beautiful like compartments on the mm-hmm. side anyways, mm-hmm. but like 
Just do the sides. It's hmm. the build a bears because it just, it slows like, us down. And then you could build it your way. Yeah, you build it yeah, your you way. you build it your you way. You know, like I'll give you everything and then, you know, it, it's it. very posh. You know, if only we were in New York, I could be like such a snot bag. I'd be like, I put it on the plate, <laughs> on the bias. I love the chefs that say that, like you're something fa- fancy. On the bias. I mean, get out of town. It's got, it's called an angle. That's all it is. You just cut something on an angle. Awesome. You're not that fancy. Yeah. You are. So what about your obsession with pickles? Yes. And everybody that works with me knows. Everybody knows. Total I know about your pickles. and complete obsession. Cornichons, half sours, dills, garlics, brined, Israeli. Like there's so many delicious pickles. You love that pickle. Zucchini pickles, green bean pickles. So you're more on the savory side. Oh, yeah. And I'm salivating. Like I feel like I sound spitty now <laughs> because I'm thinking about pickles. And I'm just like, oh, I love my life. So – I'm depressed or I just want to like jump off a bridge. Like, why did I do this? There's just no good news today. My brain is like, if I had a giant half sour, that would just, that would just make the world spin that much better for me. And I'll like come upstairs and I sneak into the walk-in and then I come out with like these like ginormous pickles. And you're like, and then people are like, they're like, oh, okay. All right. Or Jocelyn ordered, we did this devil egg thing for this party and so we have this vat now of cornichons. Don't worry. You know, Chef Maeve will get through them because I come in there and I like take like a whole fan, you know, like potato chips to me. I'm like, hmm, cornichon, cornichon, cornichon. <laughs> Little monkeys. I love gherkins. I love them all. Sweet, you know, I love them. Well, now all we know what to get her for Christmas. Yes. And so whenever I go to farmer's markets, I am always looking for like the bizarre pickling situation. There's only one pickle in my entire life that I was like, I'm going to need to put you back. And that was in L.A. at this, like, famous thing called Philippe's where they do this, like, French dip. Mm. And they serve it with pickles. That pickle was so hot. I don't care where you're from in Mexico. (laughs) Even you would have not been able to handle that heat. You would have been like, no, no, no. It was so hot. It, like, hit my lips. And I was like, oh. I was, like, trying to, like, rub them. And then you have it all over your face. And it's on your fingers. Oh, my God. The whole thing was the hottest thing ever in my life. So if you're going to pig out, it's going to be on that pickle. I love pickles. God <gasps> bless pickles. Everything Aww. pickled. Holidays. You yeah. love favorite holidays? holiday. Favorite holiday, me personally, to celebrate is Halloween. I like decorating like myself. <laughs> I think of myself as like a weird like third person. Um, no, I do. I love decorating. I love uh, the costumes. I love the makeup. I find it to be more artsy, right, than the others because you can paint things and you have weird faces. Um, and I have a very dark soul. So like when my husband met me, I have my real hair, which is jet black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Jet black. Everything on my whole face, my whole head, it's all fried, fried and dyed. None of this is real. Really? Eyebrows, the whole deal. I can't picture you with Absolutely. jet black hair. I'll show you a picture before I go. Yeah. So I have jet black hair like my mother. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, I tan really well though. So I got that going for me. Yeah. Um, otherwise I would look like snow white, you know. Yeah. Oh, meets no. something not very nice, like the <laughs> ring or something. I don't know. Very ringish. Um, and I I like candy. Like, so not a big dessert girl, but Skittles, huh? suckers, lollipops, blow pops. Mm. Like, I'm like, shit. So, like, going into a 7-Eleven for me is like, you know, it's like a heroin addict walking into, like, you know, a poppy field. You're just like, ah, you just want to grab everything. You got to have it all. Exactly. Um, But for my restaurant, for my business, for all that, I love Christmas. You can put up garlands and Christmas trees and, you know, Star of Davids. And I just, and they all collide. Kwanzaa, like, everybody collides at once and we're all in a good mood for, like, 12 days. Love it's it. kind of, you know, so not you the love, whole month. You love the holidays because of the whole decoration. I love the feeling, the feeling of it. You the get theme. the music going, yeah. right? We're amped up. We're all in a good mood. We're like more like helping. And, you know, there's just this like, oh, the new year's coming. There's this huge like upwind of like yeah. happiness. And I, I Giving, love yeah. that. And I love that. And I love seeing all like, uh, I don't have children and I can't have children. But I can live vicariously through the others. Uh-huh. And I love watching the little kids come in. And when they see all the Christmas stuff, it's like they've never seen a cookie before. And they just light up. Or even the ones that throw mad fits, I probably wouldn't cave. You'd probably never get that cookie. I need you to like, <laughs> simmer. But I can appreciate the fact that they do cave. <laughs> so, um, 
Uh, it's always easier to judge from the outside. Your um, colorful wall now. Talk yeah, to us about that the sprinkles. Too. The sprinkles. They love the sprinkle wall. The it's colors, like yeah, yeah. and Sugar it's wall. it's all done kind of in the rainbow, and we make them, and some of them we just get in, and we combine them, and they're in different jars and small ones, and big ones, and against I, a white background. It's I just think stunning. that adult child, it doesn't matter. Like. A wall of sprinkles is just, yeah. it's just a good thing. You just want to be a part of it. I see people taking pictures a lot with it. We've had people come in and do their like um, invitations or their like notifications of I'm getting married, you know, with the sprinkle uh-huh. wall behind them. No. Um, yeah. So oh, I think like so that, that makes you feel like you're doing something right or, you know, you're getting it done. And I like sprinkles. I'll put sprinkles on anything. I love it. Sprinkles. Pickles. You don't like chocolate. Do you have a favorite appliance or anything in the kitchen? Yeah. A spatch- oh, yeah, I, I do, actually. Oh, it's a whisk. <laughs> no, it's a wooden spoon. Oh. <laughs> I grew up with it. Oh. I only I only got the wooden spoon one time. Okay. One time my whole life. Mary Margaret held it together because I was kind of a crazy kid. But I did walk across a four-lane, extremely busy street totally by myself. Uh even to this day, when I'm going across the street, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I should if I should walk across the street. Like, can I remember. find somebody to come with me? You know, <laughs> wooden, wooden spoon back. drama. Um, but no, I, I I I do love the wooden spoon. I think like it it holds the marks of everything you've been through. Um, I like how it it has this. Um, it always smells like butter to me. Mm-hmm. Even even if you don't use it for butter, it always has this warmth to it. And I like how they're smooth. The more you use them, they lose that, like, crispness oh, and they wind down. And spoon. God bless, right? How much do you spend on NSF equipment? Like, astronomical <laughs> amount. That shit breaks all the time. But that $4 wooden spoon, I, I bet you I've had forever. some for seven years. So, like, I'm like, forget you, NSF spatula that breaks yeah, no, they, in two minutes, you they know. Last and, forever. Yeah, but wow. that wooden spoon, God bless it, mix it, whisk it, spoon it. It's always there for you. You can do everything with it. You can scramble eggs with it. You can make icing with it. So you can threaten all. people with it, you know. So the wooden spoon, in my book, is where it's at. Aww. That's great. The one appliance that will never exist in any restaurant, in any bakery, in any house I ever own, ever, is microwave. I was going to oh. say microwave. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Dangerous. Never going to happen. Disgusting. It's just there's no good news. Nothing good yeah. about it. Yeah. If you want rubber, stay at home. <laughs> Definitely not going to find it at Sugar and Scribe. You will not find it at Sugar and Scribe. Yeah. yeah. No, so no, no. why Sugar and Scribe and not Sugar and Spicy? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay, th- we have two answers. We have the politically correct answer, and then we have the honest answer. Ooh, okay. And so I suck at politically correct. So oh, we're damn. just going to give you the honest okay, one. The honest one is me. this. Give it to me. Seven years ago, I was like, I am going to open my own bakery and restaurant, and it's just going to be all filled with goodness and cotton candy and, like, puppy dogs. It's going to be awesome. Uh, And so I sent out an email, and I said, here's my thing. I don't have enough money to start as a restaurant, so I'm just going to open up the bakery, and someday I'll have enough money, and I'll have a restaurant and a bakery. So I just need a name. What does anyone think? And, you know, I talked about how, like, I love my mother writes notes in all of her (laughs) recipe books. You know, and some of them are really funny, you know, like Bob hates whatever or, you know, grandma always wants it this way. So there's all these notes and um, my grandfather wrote books. And so he was a very interesting man. And uh, uh, one of my mother's friends wrote back to me, Sugar and Scribe. She was Love the first it. one that wrote back, and I was like, check, that's done. That's like, done. I was like, man, this is doing business things fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> I literally, and now, like, some things are like, what does it mean? I'm like, if I could go back to Maeve seven years ago and just just hit her, like, hit her really hard and be like, what the shit were you thinking? Sugar and scribe. That doesn't even make sense. Like, they're, like, writing with sugar. Like, come on. But um, it's here now, and it's here to stay, unless I become like Starbucks power, and then you mm-hmm. can be like, I reinvented myself overnight. But at the moment, that's not in the budget, so we're going to stick it. with it. Yeah, um, so. And uh, so now we have the play correct version, which is, I opened as a bakery, because I didn't have enough money to open the full deal. And I do believe that stories based around food, or stories told over food, through recipe books, through anything is definitely a huge driving force in what makes your life whole. And so if we could eat together more and share together more, 
and pass on that, that would be a good thing. And so that's where the scribe comes from. Oh, and, great. I mean, who doesn't like a little bit of sugar? Oh, absolutely. So any of our listeners, if you haven't had a chance to go check out Chef Maeve's restaurant, who, like she said earlier, was nominated in t- 2015 as yeah. best yeah, we new, won. Restaurant. new restaurant yeah, we won. in La Jolla, uh, La Jolla California. Mm-hmm. Definitely stop by, check out, you know, for brunch, Please, on Sundays, be yeah. nice, be kind. Yeah. Corner of, uh, China, China Build-A-Bears. <laughs> no Build-A-Bears. Any other day of the week, definitely go in Hit there. Me and give, give me your best scramble. I'm ready. She's going to come out and do it your way. That's right. But um, do you want to share your Instagram account and all your on social media? Sure, your- sure. So it is, uh, I'm Chef Maeve on yeah. Facebook. And then on uh, Instagram, Instagram, I think I'm the same Chef thing. Maeve. I just think you write like the at symbol and Chef Maeve. And then on um, Twitter, yes, I'm Chef Maeve as well. And once you get to Chef Maeve on any of those three, uh, there's a part where you can also follow Sugar and Scribe. Yeah. So yeah. follow. Yes. Follow us. We're always posting big things. We've got a big event coming up. I don't know, do people share events? Yes, okay. of course. Yeah, yeah, right. sure. so, we'll be there. Um, yeah. The weekend of August the 12th, we're having Harry Potter weekend. <gasps> um, so we're doing a menu for Harry Potter. We'll have desserts for Harry Potter. We're doing um, the snitch uh, cake pops. We've got um, Mad-Eye Moody as macaroons. Uh, we have savory dishes that are, you know, obviously very, like, Harry Potter-inspired. My oh. entire staff is dressing up. Oh. And uh, to the one person who did write on the Chef Maeve account yesterday, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter is promoting witchcraft. Uh, <laughs> it's possible. Uh, I don't actually legitimately believe in witchcraft. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry that you felt that way. Um, on the upside... Harry Potter has some like really cool stuff, so you might yeah. want to like reconsider oh, the witchcraft love, thing. Everybody loves yeah. Harry Potter. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Who doesn't like a good scarf? <laughs> on that alone, you should want to come. So definitely follow her and her restaurant, Sugar and Scribe, so you guys can get you know the current events that are happening. Yes. And uh, Julie, you want to share your uh, Instagram, Julie underscore Hostler. But if anybody has a cool pickle, you could bring it to me. <laughs> yes, if you are a pickle producer, sewer pickle producing person. Yeah, and my she ins- wants to meet you. My Instagram is sp underscore Marivels, and also follow us on our sp underscore Diva Lounge account and on our Diva Lounge on our podcast yeah. and. Uh, we always say shout outs. Oh, shout outs. Shout outs. What are your shout outs? Yeah. So, so what my, shout outs do you my, have? My, my whole team, yeah. honestly, team. start to finish. They're oh, all yes. awesome. All Everybody. 38 of them are 30, like, eight? there's That's 38 of them and they're all awesome. Um, uh, I would also have to give shout outs to people that have certainly helped me get to where I am. So that would be Chef Bernard, Chef oh, Jeffrey Bernard. from Pomplemousse. Ooh. You got to love them. Hey, Bernard. Um, they were awesome. They're super like open, like how to like do food costing. I mean, when you first open, you're like, what, what is that? Like, is that, was that one word or <laughs> is that hyphenated? Um, so they really helped me. Uh, I'd have to give a shout out to my mother. Um, I definitely wouldn't know, honestly, a thing without her. Um, she's my, she's uh, my best friend. She's the person I have the most cat fights with and the most hugs with. And then there is, 100% my soulmate. It's a straight miracle that I'm still married. And it's only because my husband is made of like gemstones and kindness Aww. because I am a mess. And um, I work all the time and uh, I'm tired a lot. Woman of steel. I bitch about being stressed a lot. Um, but he still makes me laugh and gives me kisses. So Aww. as long as I got that, I figure I'll, I'll get through it. And Absolutely. he's ridiculously hot. So Ooh. that also helps. <laughs> He's your manager, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely he helps with all the financial stuff because he's like a numbers guy. Like he's really dry. Like I'm just like, hey, smoke show. What are you doing later? <laughs> and he's always like, honestly, that's inappropriate. We're at work. I'm like, so what? I own it. My name's on the door. I can do whatever I want to do. She owns it. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, but we're uh, we're a good partnership because we're like total opposites. Like I'm the person that like cuts off grandma for the parking space, and then as I get out, I'm like, I don't know, sweetheart. That's youth for you. And he's the one that drives to, like, the top of the parking garage so that, like, no spaces are, like, you know, around him. And I'm just like, God. So, like, we can't drive together for really important functions. We drive in separate cars because I'm like, space, 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 space. And, he, you know, and he's like, we're going to get there. And I'm like, can we just call an Uber next time? Let's just call an Uber because then we won't, we'll be good, right? 
So, uh, no, but he's, he's awesome. He's very, very patient. Um, he, we joke, I'm called now, now, because whenever I say something, you know, like most people say, Oh, when would you like that done? And I'm always like, now, like, why the shit else would I have asked for something? (laughs) Clearly it's a now, now, like, I don't understand, like who asked for something like, but I'd like that next week that that's not convenient. Right. And I don't understand why I can't have it now, now, because when people want their eggs, it's always now. No. <laughs> so, like, if I ask for something, why don't I get it now? You yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah. So, so I say we're going to have to bring them back, both yeah. you oh, and yeah, your yeah. husband. For and Mary uh, and Margaret. Uh, I got to meet you. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Mary, Mary and Margaret's more interesting than any of us combined. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're going to have oh, to yeah. bring She's you back. She's such a lunatic. Opposite track. God. <laughs> Does she want a job here? Yeah. No, seriously. Careful. She's... <laughs> You're going to have, like, dragon fruit, you know, seances. It Maybe was, she's the witchcraft. Maybe that's who they're afraid I gotta of. I got to say, know. it was great to have oh, you here. You. A real diva on the show today. Boop, boop, Go diva! check her out. Go check her out. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We're out. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.